United States of America. After 35 long years, something I've been waiting 35 years, it's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Renzo, con un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I heart uh, baseball. And so we're here uh, in Doug Kingsmore Stadium, and there's lots of baseball coverage coming up on Out of Bounds today. We have staff interviews galore. Uh, We have Nick Schnabel is going to join us. Uh, We have a, a Bellinger sighting, a Backage sighting. We have a Mazer sighting. We have Jackson Lindley is going to join us. Uh, Brad Owens is going to be here. We're going to talk the cheap seats today. That's amazing. And we're just going to have a, a fun time talking a little baseball. We are about 75, 76 hours from Clemson opening day, and it is absolutely immaculate out here. Ben Milstead, how are you, sir? I could not be better. It is uh, get to do a show in mid-February from a beautiful ballpark. The sun is shining. We both show up in hoodies, and we've both already shed the hoodies because the weather is spectacular. I say let's just go ahead and play today, but that's just me. Uh, I would say Eric Backage probably is like, ah, we may need a couple days. We're going to ask him about that, though, because, uh, because he seems like a guy who's pretty thorough. Um, I I have not actually like had a sit down conversation. He's been on uh, on the phone with us before, mm-hmm. but I've not actually had a sit down conversation with him. So I'm I'm excited to pick his brain about lots and lots of stuff related to not just the play on the field, but the program that he is sort of trying to install because it is it is a unique uh, approach. I was talking to a staffer a while ago and I just said like the, the way that the players talk is different. The way that the coaches talk is different. And so I just want to get to the bottom of some of that today. The, uh, coach package is on with, uh, Mickey Plowler every Tuesday morning. And, uh, so he was on this morning. I, I have enjoyed listening. You know, you try, you listen to the interviews and try to kind of guess the personality, you know, get a sense of who the person is and you know so far i th- i think we i think we're well on our way to being able to do that certainly be able to do that more tomorrow or or more later today um i sit here quack and i think about you know eric backage was here in 2002 uh that was a very good year i am pretty certain i asked my wife last night if she recalls i think we were at every home game that season uh 
so I I was here. That was also you know the either that year or the following year the cheap seat bus uh, became a thing. So we'll talk about that later. But I was just thinking how much of this ballpark in particular has changed as I look down. You know when in 2002 nothing in the outfield was there. And I look down, and there's steam cleaning around home plate. I've, I've never seen that in my life, where you have to steam clean the carpet. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I have never seen that either. And I was wondering, I, I saw the van out here uh, a while ago when I was coming in, and I thought, man, I, like, what are they doing? I thought they were pressure washing something out here. Uh, that's, that's the level of detail that people can't <laughs> possibly know. And, in fact, if we weren't here, if we were just in studio on a Tuesday, no one may ever know that that was going on. Yeah, but, I mean, you only get that here. Uh, steam cleaning the ballpark. Love it. Uh, and uh, not a moment too soon. And uh, we'll start our uh, array of interviews. Nick Schnabel is going to join us uh, here for a few minutes at the top of Hour 1. Welcome to Out of Bounds. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I know this weather, golly, every time, I think we, the, the one time we had uh, Coach Baggage on, every time I hear Coach Baggage on, somebody's like, you know the weather in Michigan today is 2 degrees <laughs> or the wind chill of minus 12. But honestly, it is it is perfect weather, and I know from a coaching standpoint, you got to love that when you're putting the final touches on preparation for the season. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how uh, how awesome it's been to get outside and, um, you know, get after it with these guys. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. I'm sure you still have, uh, you know, fond memories of, of Michigan and, you know, were there for a long time. I can't help but ask, what would you be doing in Michigan right now if? Yeah, so. I mean, how, did you practice outside at all? So every day we went outside, no matter if it was 40 degrees or if it was 10 now, it might be for a very short time, but, <laughs> but we would go outside, and um, that was part of our toughness deal. But, um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of indoor scrimmages, a lot of indoor BPs. Um, so, yeah, it was different. It's different. Uh, I've got to ask you this because it's, I think it says a lot about your relationship with Coach Backett. It seemed like you had an opportunity to take the Michigan job. You came down here with him. What is that relationship like? What were those conversations like with Michigan, and what what was it about Clemson and this opportunity that you decided to follow him down here? Yeah, so I'm very fortunate. I get to uh, um, work with a really good friend and work for a really good friend. And one of the reasons I went to Michigan when I left East Carolina is, um, you know, you want to be around good people. You want to be around the right kind of people. And I know he's a he's a heck of a baseball coach, but he's an even better person. And um, our families have have grown together, and uh, the 10 years in Michigan was very special. But um, a place like this here at Clemson, um, being familiar with, with, this, uh, with this school, with this program, it's a blue, college baseball blue blood. And um, to have the opportunity to come down here and, and uh, be a part of this was just something I couldn't pass up. The two of you played together for a season at East Carolina. Uh, do you recall knowing that you all – that you both wanted to coach after baseball at that time? Well, I knew I did. Um, You know, Eric, I think, was going to get more into the exercise sports science side. But um, we played for Coach Keith LeClaire, um, who Coach Leggett coached back at Western Carolina. And and, um, he really, um, you know, made us both want to coach and want to have an impact on young men like he had on us, not just as players but as men and – yeah, it was, a, it was a great two years at East Carolina. Uh, speaking of that time at ECU, I know 
you and Coach Baggage both wear number 23, and I know that's very special to both of you. Very special, yeah. Uh, Eric came to me after our first season at Michigan, and, and uh, I had started to coach third base, and he said, Nick, we need 23 on the field, so we're both going to wear it. Mm. And um, so we've done that ever since, and, yes, it is very special. That's uh, Keith LeClaire's old number, and uh, I know Coach Leggett always spoke very highly of Coach LeClaire and his battle with ALS. And, and um, I, you know, speaking of that, I've got to ask you about the, the approach in the community because that's, that's one thing that's very stark. And not that other coaches don't do that, other programs don't do that, but you guys did. I'm, I'm going to ask Coach Baggage about it. So you guys did Night to Shine last week. Yeah. With a week before the season, you're going, given a few hours – of just community service and serving people's hearts and doing that together. I think that says a lot about the kind of culture that you're trying to instill here. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we just, we want to take the target off of ourselves um, as much as we can. And anytime we have an opportunity to help, help the community and, and uh, help people around us, uh, not only helps them, but it helps us. And, um, you know, these, these young men are going to develop on the field. There's no question about it. But they're also going to develop to be the best husbands, fathers, um, community leaders that they possibly can as well. Visiting with uh, Nick Schnabel here on the program as we talk a little baseball this afternoon. All right, so uh, tell us a little bit about – I'm always interested in how the staff is divided. So what your responsibilities are. Who have you been working with the most, and what have you seen from the players you've been working with? Yeah, I work with the hitters and the infielders um, the most, and uh, can't tell you how awesome it has been to be around these guys every every single day. Um, work ethic off the charts, buy-in off the charts. Um, so from from a coaching standpoint, it's been, you know, I can't wait to get to the field every day. It's one of those deals. And um, so, but yeah, the hitters and the infielders. Was there, uh, back to how you got here for a moment, was there one thing that maybe was the straw that broke the camel's back that said, I'm going to Clemson? I mean, was there? Um, No, I think it was a lot of factors. Um, You know, my wife is from right outside of Charlotte. Um, You know, we had been away from her family for quite some time. Again, my relationship with Eric, um, a place like this at Clemson, um, you know, better weather certainly certainly part of it but no i don't think it was one thing i don't think it was one particular um instance i think it was just everything combined um and uh quite frankly wanted to be a part of this program and and help win a national championship for the first time well i know a lot of fans are excited to see that and one of the things that i know that i hear a lot uh out in the community people are asking and making comments is you know the the ability to to operate collectively as a lineup and that's something that coach baggage has talked about a lot and i know working with hitters that's something you're very passionate about not being one but being nine together yeah we 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 can't be independent contractors we have to uh be able to uh, work together string qabs together and ultimately it just comes down to winning pitches and um so I'm excited to watch our guys compete this weekend for the first time. There's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some excitement, um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Collectively, has there been a big shift from maybe what you saw on the team when you started working with them in the fall to what you see now philosophically or technically or something like that? No, I think the biggest thing, you know, is when a new staff comes in, it takes time. It takes time to build trust. Um, 
it takes time for um, them to kind of grasp everything that you're talking about. But the biggest thing is trust, and and I feel like um, I feel like we've you know built relationships, and um, I, I feel like our kids have that trust, and um, we have that trust in them as well. From a defensive standpoint in the infield, um, it seems from the outside that's where a lot of the established leaders are, the established really good players that we've seen before. Have those guys stepped to the fore? Is there more competition from some newcomers in there? What's that battle been like to watch those guys kind of compete with one another? Yeah, for the most part, it is an older veteran infield, and, and so that part's been, that part's been fun. Um, Watching the older guys take the younger guys has been um, extremely entertaining too, and helping those kids out. There has been some competition. There's some younger players that are that are good players um, that may end up playing infield and some outfield as well. Um, but it is nice to have a older some guys that have been around the block a little bit in the infield. Of course, you know Riley Bertram coming from Michigan uh, with us helped solidify that as well. So. Um, yeah, it's been good to see. You mentioned uh, the transfers from Michigan. Does in developing that trust, is there? A, I, I would imagine there's a benefit in another player being able to tell a, a player here, like you can, you know, I can vouch for these guys. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, yeah. Between Riley and Willie Weiss, um, and Willie has just had a awesome preseason. I'm so happy to see it. Coach Bellinger's one of the best pitching coaches in the country and he's really helped Willie and it's that's exciting but yeah to have that conduit between the coaching staff and and the new players I think certainly has helped um the way Riley and Willie go about their business um both on and off the field I think has helped too and so yeah those guys have been a great addition for us you've also got some older players that have seemed like they've really bought into what you're doing and I'm always curious when a new staff comes in do they stiff arm the old players yeah. they're not ours do we wait and get ours in or do you embrace them and it seems like you guys have really embraced them and they have embraced you as well yeah i mean we win well i can speak for myself we we open arms and um i think our guys uh, appreciated that and yeah we're all in this together and um yeah guys have made have made strides they've made progress um you know a guy like caden grice um you know, his plate decisions have been really good this preseason. Looking forward to that to, to continue. And um, so, yeah, it's been really good. From a recruiting standpoint, Clint, it feels like there, there's always a little bit of a, a difference from staff to staff. But you know that there's a lot of talent in the state, et cetera. What are you looking to implement in these early couple of recruiting classes you're trying to build right now? Yeah, well, we feel really good about, obviously, the 22 class that got here and Credit goes to uh, the previous staff for, for adding a lot of those guys. Um, the 23 class uh, may be one of the best in the country, so we're certainly fired up about that. But we're just looking to, to absolutely dominate the eastern seaboard from Maine down to Florida. Obviously, that includes in the state um, and, then, and then a talent-rich uh, state like Georgia as well. But if you look at it, um, we'll have some kids coming from Michigan, from Chicago, um, but they're some of the best players in the country. So, uh, But Eastern Seaboard and then wherever else we need to go, we will go. Baseball is one of those sports, uh, well, it is the sport, in my opinion, that's really hurt by the lack of scholarships and things. Has NIL already been able to help a little bit in that already, uh, in you know maybe bridging that gap on 
where you can't pay a guy, or scholarship-wise, you can't give somebody what you really want to give them? Yeah, it has helped, and uh, hopefully moving forward, it, you know, it, it's a very fluid situation, as we know, um, changing every day. And, and um, so moving forward, hopefully that becomes even more of, a, uh, of an asset and a benefit to us. Um, but, yeah, we've certainly seen it help in some ways, no question. All right, last question for you, and yeah. we'll let you run. What's the thing that you're most excited about for opening day in three days? Wow, great question. Um, I'm really excited to, to watch our kids just tee it up and compete against somebody else. I, that, that, I am fired up to watch that. A close second is uh, this place packed. Um, you know, um, we didn't have crowds like this at Michigan. And I, I just, uh, that's, a, that's a special part about this place is the support and the fans. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see that. Coach Novel. Great to sit down with you. Yeah. It's been a great conversation. No, I appreciate pre the time. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Best of luck. Thank you. All right. We'll come back for more. We've got Bellinger, Backage, et cetera, down the line. Hour 1 continues after this. If you are looking for first-class service, consider first-class halt. Here at first-class halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what first-class service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. Electric City Signs and Neon. Over 50 years of sign design, fabrication, installation, and maintenance in the upstate. Specializing in neon, plastic, flex face, channel letter, and LED message signs. Electric City Signs is ready to serve you with the highest level of satisfaction. Have questions? No problem. Their experienced team will see your project through inception to installation. Professional sign services at the best price. It's got to be Electric City Signs and Neon. Visit ElectricCitySigns.com or call 225-5351 today. Go Tigers! It's time to talk to your teen about underage alcohol use. Here are a few quick tips from the Forrester Center for Behavioral Health in Spartanburg. Establish open communication. Next, show you care. Your teen needs to know they're important. Make it a point to regularly spend one-on-one -on -one time with your child. Draw the line. Set clear, realistic expectations for your child's behavior. Establish appropriate consequences for breaking rules. Underage drinking isn't a rite of passage. It's against the law. Visit theforestercenter.org today for more resources. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Rooster's app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. Wakefield Automotive has built a reputation of trust with its loyal customers for decades. Their family-owned business loves helping the upstate save. Now they have the Wakefield Family Promise. Even with new vehicle shortages, you will never pay over MSRP for your new Buick or GMC. Get the best price on your new Sierra, Yukon Envision, or Encore GX, and the excellent service you expect from them. So don't pay a big markup. Experience the Wakefield Automotive Family Promise and save. Visit us today at 300 West St. John Street in Spartanburg or at wakefieldauto.com. Winning multiple Ford President's Awards and top-notch online reviews are two reasons why George Coleman Ford should be your choice for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. 
Every week, customers like you post online reviews raving about the buying experience at George Coleman Ford. It's like nothing they've experienced. No hidden fees and straight up honest customer service. And with new inventory arriving monthly, George Coleman Ford is committed to satisfying you. The best is found in Traveler's Rest, George Coleman Ford. Keep your commercial building in its best condition with roofing services from Adams & Co. They understand how important your business is to our community, your family, and your employees. Keeping your roof in its best condition keeps your business running. Whether you have shingle, silicone, TPO, metal, or a bitumen roof, they not only repair current damage and leaks, but can offer a free roof inspection to help catch small issues before they become big problems. 864-260-0080. Kitchens are the heart of the home. It's the one place for the family team huddle, an entertainment headquarters, a children's art museum, and most important of all, a place to enjoy good food with family and friends. That's why a kitchen not only should be stylish, but comfortable and functional. Linden Design is a full-service design studio that specializes in kitchen remodels. Their Spartanburg showroom has kitchen cabinets, lighting, and flooring to create a beautiful space. Call 864-494-4317 to schedule your consultation or visit their location at 101 Chester Street in Spartanburg. The new Christie Melt Taco is now at Taco Bell. Some facts about it are, one, its shell is freshly fried daily. Two, it has a melty, cheesy blend inside. And three, it comes with seasoned beef or black beans. And totally feel free to drop those Crispy Melt Taco facts whenever you want, too. Like, maybe save them for when a friend's like, what should we eat? And you say, Crispy Melt Tacos. And they're like, nah. And then you need to make an airtight case for why they're wrong. The new Crispy Melt Taco. Try one today, only at Taco Bell. At participating Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. Contact local store for prices, hours, and participation, which vary. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate Sports Authority. <laughs> this is incredible. We are 105.5 and 97.5. Give him a lot of credit. He got that left arm underneath the ball. Where every day is game day. We are The Roar. William Corgan with Ben Milstead live from Clemson. A beautiful day. What is it, 60 degrees? It's got to oh, be about 60 degrees. You think so? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I got a little lather working I was gonna up say, here, man. It's uh, warmer it's than that. Jimmy Bellinger said it's it's more this better. It's uh, warmer than 60. So I'm I'm gonna go with what he says. Yeah. Uh, it's good to meet you finally in person. Sit down with you. Appreciate you uh, taking some time for us. Today. Appreciate you having me. All right, pitching coach. First thing, how healthy? We're How healthy is the staff? We're all healthy right now. Knock on wood. Everybody uh, got some guys that were a little dinged up that are coming back, but no uh, serious injuries that are guys are out for the year. So hopefully it stays that way. That's like 80% of the battle right there. That's to right. Make sure everybody's available. That's right. Um, the one thing that everybody's asking about is Ryan Ammons. As a lead, local guy, so people rooting for him, going from closer to a starter mm-hmm. – uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit later. What have you seen from him to make you comfortable putting him in a role? I don't think it's been defined yet, Friday, Saturday, whatever the case may be. What have you seen from him to give you guys confidence that he can take on that task? 
Well, anytime you're going to have a guy that's going to pitch on the weekend you know, for you in ACC play one, uh, you'd like a guy that has experience, you know, and he's got experience. I mean, he's pitched in some really high leverage moments here in the past out of the bullpen. So he's got a lot of experience. And then you start to go through the checklist. Can they, how are they at holding runners? How are they at fielding position? And then when the stuff wise, usually most of your stars, you has to have a, a survivable fastball and that's his best pitch. Uh, he can really pitch with the fastball. It's uh, metric wise. It's got really good metrics too. It's got really good carry through the zone and, uh, he could just he can probably go through outings where he could throw that 80 percent of the time but he's really worked to develop his split finger he's really worked to develop his slider and i think when you'll see him you know i think it's not just going to be a you know if the game dictates it he'll just throw fastballs but if someone tries to take that away from him which is going to happen in baseball he can attack guys different ways now so he can pitch off the slider he can cross count with the change up and he's just become more of a complete pitcher and he can kind of do it all Interesting uh, to look at your career. You, you've had great staffs everywhere you've been, and every single pitching coach I've ever talked to, and anybody who ever talks about pitching says, we want to strike people out and we don't want to walk anybody. But not many people actually can say that they have staffs that do that. You, on the other hand, can. So tell me, like, what's your secret? Oh. I don't, look, I don't want to cost you, like, I don't want you to give up the secret sauce or anything, but just, you know. Have good broad pitchers. Strokes. <laughs> have good pitchers. Uh, just, I think, you know, I've been really fortunate. I played at the University of Louisville, and the pitching coach there, Roger Williams, uh, I learned under him, and I think he's the best. And if you look at what they've done on the mound, um, you know, since he's been there, it's pretty remarkable. But it's just a simple approach we have, you know, and, and uh, I think it starts with the mentality on the mound. You know, so before guys ever get, you know, we start talking about what their fastball does or developing pitches, we make sure that guys – are in control of what they're doing, that when they're on the mound, that they're going to compete like maniacs, meaning they're going to control the tempo. You know, when they when the hitter steps in the box, I want our pitchers to be standing there waiting for them. You know what I mean? Uh, so they're going to compete like maniacs, and then they're going to show toughness. So if anything bad happens or whatever they got going on, can they still perform? And those are the three things that we talk about before anything else. Um, so... I would think a characteristic when you, if you were to see our pitching staff this season, is that's what you're going to see. You're going to see guys that are going to be on the attack. You know, I think when you have that mentality, then you start to get guys with the right stuff, and you develop the right stuff. Then that's when I think you start to see the strikeouts start to tally up. That makes a lot of sense to to uh, to the the common fan, I think. But again, it's it's really hard to do. And I know um, I, I'll say this. You know, like Parker Messick is a guy I think about a lot. As somebody who, like, if you were to draw up the specs of, like, a top 100 pick in the MLB draft, you might not draw him. But that guy was, he was everything that you mentioned. And I just, I just wonder, like, what, what did you do with a guy like that to get him from where he was a freshman year to the point that he can now sort of, I don't know, get outdrafted based on his specs because he just knows how to get people out? Parker was... He was special because he had so much success, like, through high school, too. And sometimes when you recruit guys in, like, certain pockets, so, like, where he was at in Tampa, I mean, high school baseball is pretty good down there, you know. And he had so much success coming through high school that when he came in, uh, the velocity wasn't probably where it, you know, was when he left. But he really knew how to pitch. I mean, he can command his fastball. He had a great changeup. So, really, the big things with him were getting him stronger, you know, and a lot of times just having another birthday helps you add velocity as you get stronger. Um, so his velocity increased. 
Um, and then when his velocity increased, it made the changeup that much better. And then we just developed a breaking ball. And the breaking ball, honestly, it's not, you know, on a scout's grading scale, it's not like a plus pitch, but just adding, it was just a good complement to his other pitches. And really, that's kind of how it went with him. And you're right, if you were to look at him, I mean, he kind of would look more like a, uh offensive lineman than a pitcher. <laughs> but he... Uh, he has the it factor when it comes to like when you're on that mound and in the compete piece that he's got that load management is a big deal in college sports now we kind of know the tools that football has and basketball has i'm just curious like what is what do you use baseball wise from a technology standpoint to to kind of monitor that or is it more just still a kind of a feel and instinct thing you know uh rick franz blod does a great job uh, with our guys and that. So our our pitchers will wear kind of what football and soccer does. They wear the catapult devices that measures heart rate. So they get a good idea on guys' heart rate, you know, throughout an outing. And then he does like uh, they'll do testing every every week just to kind of see where they're at in their strength. And then he does testing for starters the day of their start. And they'll do like force plate jumps and all these neat things that he does with guys. And he you know, since he's been doing it, he'll give you an idea of where a guy's stuff's going to be at that night. He could be like, he, I remember him telling me like Mac, Lang, Mac Anglin, he would be able to tell him like, yeah, he's he's going to have his best stuff tonight. He's going to have his best velocity based huh. off of all the testing he does. So he's a, that guy's a genius and we, he handles all that and he, uh, he's on, they're on top of that stuff. I think he's on the cutting edge of all that. Jimmy Bellinger, cool. yeah, that's awesome. That that's great stuff. I, you know, I knew Rick was great. Yeah. I, I've never heard anybody call him a genius though. So oh, he's good. That's good. He's I love good. that. Uh, visit with uh, visit with Jimmy Bellinger, uh, former Florida State pitching coach, now here at Clemson. Spent some time at Kentucky and other things. And that was a tennis ball. I was I thought I was going to have to uh, show off my cat like quickness. But uh, obviously, yeah, I have no idea. There's a lot of kids, and we have a lot of kids, so they might be throwing balls around <laughs> right here. You know, we, we have had some UFO issues. I don't, I right. don't know, so look up. Don't be scared. Um, let's talk a little bit about staff because I'm always a little bit curious, especially with a new staff. Do you want to have a rotation that's set and rigid, or would you rather have a bunch of guys vying for spots at this point in the calendar? You'd like to have a couple of guys where you know, like, this is your guy. Um, but you know, I've been doing this as my 15th year coaching. Um, there's maybe been two years where the starting rotation stayed the starting rotation, you know, throughout the year. And I think one of the strengths of this pitching staff is we have a lot of depth. Uh, we have a lot of quality guys, whether it be guys, you know, new guys or guys that have experience in the past. Where I, I think. You know, one thing you got to do is evaluate what your staff does well. Like sometimes you don't have a lot of depth and your starters have to go really long. I don't think that's the case on this pitching staff. I think the way we got to utilize it is we got to get guys in. And I think you'll see a lot of maybe one time through the order with a guy and then go to another guy. And I think that'll be really hard on opposing um, offenses, you know, going forward. But that's looking right now, that's kind of where we're at with it. I think we got an idea on a couple of guys, but there's still some spots we're trying to figure out. But it'd be great if you just knew these are the guys, you know what I mean? But that's rarely the case in college baseball. What is your history with Eric Backage? Does it go back to, I believe you were at Maryland Mm -hmm. when he was at Michigan and maybe cross paths there. How much did you know about him and his staff and what he's done before they called you to be a part of the staff here? I've known Eric since I was like 18. Uh, Mm. I was... 
I played for a team. I grew up right outside of New York City, and I played for a team called the Bayside Yankees growing up. And we had a ton of guys on our team uh, that were committed to Vanderbilt. So at the time before summer school was a deal, um, the, the guy I played for and Tim Corbin were really close. So he would send all of his incoming freshmen up and play with us in the summertime. So we, you know, we had a ton of those guys. And then, so Eric was there all the time um, when he was at Vanderbilt. And then I tried to get him to hire me when he got the job at Maryland. He didn't hire me there. I tried to get the volunteer job. Um, and then we've just, you know, stayed in touch, you know, you know through the years. All right. So when you were uh, when you were in a visiting dugout coming to Doug Kingsmore Stadium, what's one thing that you thought about this place coming in in hostile territory? I keep thinking about Max Wagner's O2 Grand Slam, <laughs> the four two lead. That's what I think about, and that smoke going and the place going nuts. You know, so I have flashbacks of that constantly. Every time a ball goes up in a scrimmage, I just put my head down. <laughs> so, so I like how many years do you think it'll take for that to like kind of weed out of your system? Those ones don't weed out of your system. <laughs> that was a big one. O2 hanging splitty, and he hit that thing halfway through the parking lot. That's <laughs> spoken like a true coach. Right? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, um, I, I, I take it you, like you get a lot of like good on good. You get to see your pitchers against this lineup. What are your impressions of the the lineup as you've watched your staff go against them? We I think we got a really good combination of speed and power. You know, I, there's we got a, there's really not anybody that's in the lineup that you're like, man, this guy can't run. You know, the guys can get down the line pretty good, and you got guys in the lineup like you know, Caden Grice. He can clip a ball and mishit it, and it goes out of here. And and then you got a lot of experience, so you got a lot of guys with a lot of college at bats that that have a really good idea, you know, what they're doing and what how guys are trying to attack them. So it's it's been really good for our pitching staff, you know, just because you're facing constantly facing these old guys, and they got to get creative, and you got to be able to move the ball around. Um, but it's I really like where our offense is at, and I think on the defensive side, our infield defense, I think, has got a chance to be elite. I was going to ask you about that because that feels like the pitcher's best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, everybody always talks about a, a good, especially middle infield, is going to help your pitchers tremendously. That I take it that's gone well, the development there. I think we've got three shortstops in the infield. Mm. I think you could put any of those guys at short and we'd be just fine. Uh, let's talk about newcomers or risers. A couple guys that when you saw them in the fall, you saw one thing, and they've really leveled up in your eyes. Uh, Tristan Smith is—he's a very talented player. He's—he's uh, got a great arm, and he's going to pitch some really important innings for us this year. He's just continued to, every time out, get better. And this this past week was the best he he has. We actually put our starting lineup together, and I mean he overmatched them for the first three innings. It went mm-hmm. nine up, nine down, and then Corbett ran into a ball in the fourth and hit one out and. They kind of got to him a little bit, and then he settled himself down and didn't give up a big inning. and And uh, he's going to be special. You know, he's got he's he's going to have a really good career here. Um, Joe Allen's a guy who continues to get better for us from the time he's gotten here. I mean, all the freshmen. I mean, Ethan Darden's going to is a low slot left-hander from Rock Hill uh, with a really good slider. He's going to be really tough on left-handers. You'll see him be more like a you know situational left-on-left guy. Um, and then even a guy like Devor- Nathan Dvorsky, he's got a different breaking ball than, than a lot of our guys. He's got more of like that 12-6 breaking ball, and we'll have to pick our spots early with him. You know, I think you'll see him, in, you know, maybe if we're up or down or whatever it may be. But, you know, he's got a chance in his career to be really good too. So, you know, the old staff did a really good job bringing in some players here. You know, it's not a situ- A lot of times as a new staff when you come in, it's, uh, you know, it's bare bones kind of, and that's not the case. 
Uh, last one from me, uh, back into the bullpen. What is what does that look like? Do you know? Yeah, we're trying to figure that out still, but it's you know Willie Weiss uh, who's done it and in, in, you know who came from Michigan. He's got a real breaking ball. He's got one of those breaking balls where he can tell you it's coming and he still can't hit it. Uh, so he'll be one of the guys we use back there. And then you got like guys like Jackson Lindley, Ty Olinchuk, Rocco Reed. Um, I think we'll have like a mix. I don't think early on we're gonna be like this is our closer. I think we just try to match it up and then kind of see who develops into that as the year goes on. Fantastic. Coach Bellinger, thanks very much. Good to sit down with you, and uh, best of luck this week. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. We'll come back. Eric Back is going to join us as Hour 1 continues next. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle service or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. A lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Golf Cart Service. Serving the upstate for the past 50 years is an authorized club car dealer for sales, service, and rental. With new used and reconditioned carts, they also do special customization. With their service truck, they come to your business or home to maintain your cart. Visit our website, golfcartsc.com. Located at the intersection of Highway 221 and Highway 295 in Spartanburg. Call us at 864-574-4616. Mention the roar. Get a free rear view mirror with cart purchase. This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home from the pros at Zero Res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other surfaces like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plowler, at The Roar, and you get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Kitchens are the heart of the home. It's the one place for the family team huddle and entertainment headquarters, the children's art museum, and most important of all, a place to enjoy good food with family and friends. That's why a kitchen not only should be stylish, but comfortable and functional. Linden Design is a full-service design studio that specializes in kitchen remodels. Their Spartanburg showroom has kitchen cabinets, lighting, and flooring to create a beautiful space. Call 864-494-4317 to schedule your consultation or visit their location at 101 Chester Street in Spartanburg. Hi, this is Jackie Robinson, Director of Admissions at Clemson Downs. 
We wish Coach Rittman and the Clemson softball team a great opening game and winning season. Clemson Downs is a continuing care retirement community offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, and skilled nursing care. For more information for you or your loved one, please contact us at 1-864-654-1155 or reach us on our web at ClemsonDowns.com. Go Tigers! Gonna feel a puff of air. Chong's Optometry oh. has set their sights on staffing up. Try the next line. Hey, Kim, can you tell our 2 o'clock we're running 15 behind? Sorry, we're a bit backed up today. He needs an optometric now, technician to keep an eye on it all. Where are the dilation drops? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Some people would like to tell you that when it comes to fixing ED, one size fits all. That's just not true. But a guarantee is true for everyone at the Greenville Men's Clinic. An intimacy guarantee. That's right. If you don't perform, you don't pay. How are we able to do this? It's simple. Our experienced licensed providers have treated over 35,000 men, so we know a thing or two about ED. We are able to offer the latest technologies and documented clinical pathways to resolve your ED once and for all. Prestigious institutions like the Cleveland Clinic and Cambridge have shown our technology to be safe and effective. So for a limited time, we're offering a free physician consultation and medical assessment. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Trust the Greenville Men's Clinic. Trust the Intimacy Guarantee. Call the Greenville Men's Clinic today at 864-301-1111. 301-1111. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. I'm talking baseball, like Reggie Cuisenberry, talking baseball, Carew and Gaylord Perry, Seaver. I gotta be honest, I've never heard this one. This is a, this is a new one. That's not true. I got, I've, I've never heard it. I thought I heard every baseball song that there is. And Are you? I, I just really? Found, I really? I, I have no idea what I'm listening to. I have this no weekend baseball. Oh, well, you're not. You're kind of a young guy. I you're right. That. You're right. Eric Backage. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what song we just heard? I have heard it before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, this weekend baseball every Saturday. That was the theme song. Okay. And that was a little. That was a little before me. I know there's there was like a slim down version of this week in baseball. I used to watch when I was a kid, but it wasn't a. It was back before we had remote deal. controls. You wouldn't know anything about right. that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, we are live at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Mike Vaughn's back in the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection, and we're very glad to be joined as we wrap up our one by Eric Backage, head coach at Clemson. Uh, first time in person that we've gotten to chat. Uh, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you, Qualk. Good to be on the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you. Uh, we were just talking about the weather. Like, it's so great. And then, like, I I know that you're grateful for the weather, but you were also telling us, like, you know, you'd like to practice in some wind and some conditions just to kind of see how your team responds. You do. You want to you be able to get uncomfortable in the training environment at times with the uncontrollable of the weather, but... It feels like someone's been controlling this dial to be at 60s and sunny for, you know, the whole time. So it's, yeah, we haven't we haven't had very uh, many bad weather days at all. So yeah, very appreciative of 
uh, getting to play baseball in sunshine. There's got to be some nerves when you take a new job and you walk in in front of your team and you have to present something that they'll buy into. That feels like it's gone very well from the outside looking in. From your perspective, how has that process gone? That part's been great. I think it helps that just having been here before, having that special connection with Coach Leggett, uh, and just feeling like, you know, that there's deep roots with Clemson. And that's, you know, that's just where the the opportunity to become a coach originated. And I've always just felt deeply grateful for that opportunity to be surrounded by Jack Leggett, Tim Corbin, Kevin O'Sullivan. And, I've, you know, tried to make sure that message has resonated with the team of just you know how lucky and fortunate you are to be where you are and you know get surrounded by some some people like when I was 24 with those three guys that really just changed the trajectory of my life the 2002 season when you were here must have made quite an impression on you coach and I you know you, you mentioned those coaches that you worked with did did you realize the impression it had on you at the time you know, as a as a as a young rookie, you know, you you come out and it's like coaching for the first time. We're number one in the nation every single week. Go to Omaha, and it's like, oh yeah, this is you know, just do this every year. It's no big deal. <laughs> uh, but I think reflecting back, um, just knowing that when Coach Corbin asked me to go to Vanderbilt with him, we talked a lot about building that Clemson blueprint and then going to Maryland and to Michigan. It's just trying to build that type of a program, uh, one that's a blue blood, one that's got a lot of tradition. Uh, and so, you know, Clemson baseball is Clemson baseball. It always has been. And uh, we just want to try to restore Clemson baseball where it rightfully belongs on top of college baseball. Um, that, obviously, there's a lot that goes into it on the field, but I love the way you talk about how what you do off the field molds that mentality as well. You guys uh, volunteer with Night to Shine, um, the community service project, last weekend on a day where, you know, a lot of programs, a lot of really good coaches probably would have had them, you know, doing extra work and things like that. Why are these events so important to what you're trying to build here? Sure. I think anytime you can get the target off of your chest and put it on other people and Instead of thinking, what can I get? What can I give? Instead of get thinking, how can I get serviced? How can I serve? It just makes you a better person. It makes you a better man. And it ultimately, it makes you have a better team because you have a, a bunch of much better teammates. And so that's kind of the, the impetus behind these classroom sessions and this community service. We would, In the fall, we did Thursgiving. We would get out every Thursday and try to impact as many people in the Clemson community as we could, from young kids to you know, to assisted living facilities and everything in between. But this Night to Shine event uh, might have been one of the best events for our guys just to have that perspective. Of, as it were a week before the season and you would think there's these internal pressures of performance and how's it going to go to shift the target off of baseball and put it on a community that, uh, you know, is not playing college baseball or college athletics and make their night truly one that will we went in with a goal of let's make this the best night of their life, and it was, I thought, a huge success. After the tremendous success you had at Michigan, Coach, why was this the right time for you to come back? Uh, I'm going to say home. <laughs> well, and that's kind of the word we use, too, um, because that's how it felt. And, again, it's, you know, uh, if everyone remembers where they went to school and the, the feeling of connection they have to their alma mater, 
right? And I have that feeling for East Carolina. But I also have that feeling for Clemson because it was my first. It was the first opportunity to become a coach. So everyone remembers their first, their first home run, their first kiss, their first whatever, and you just never forget it. And for me now, looking back, I'm just super appreciative of that time to be surrounded by that opportunity, those people. And so it was really it's just a no-brainer uh, to jump at the opportunity to come back. Was, speaking of no-brainers, when to bring Coach Leggett back in an advisory role, was that a no-brainer? For you absolutely you know his fingerprints are all over this 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 stadium this field this program um, and so just just getting him re-engaged with the program and all the players that he coached getting them re-engaged with the program as well uh, was very very important so he can't coach on the field but he can coach the coaches he can be a mentor to the players and his title is program development uh, but it truly is all-encompassing. He's he's a mentor to the players, he's a coach to the coaches, and then he's a connector with tw- almost 25 years of former uh, Clemson baseball players that are coming back into the fold. Uh, that It's been awesome to see him. It's been awesome to have some of them speak to the team. Uh, and it just feels, it feels right that this Clemson family and this Clemson baseball family is reconnected again at the highest level. Visiting with head coach Eric Backich uh, with Clemson Baseball. Uh, we got about seven more minutes with him here as we look out over uh, Doug Kingsmore Stadium. All right, uh, give me your sense of if everything goes according to plan on opening day, uh, this is what I want my team to look like out on the field as we play. Well, we, we try not to say I, me, and my. We try to say we, our, Okay, us. see, yep. there we yeah, go. That's we good. Go. Yep. I'm learning the lingo. you got yep. to yep. teach him, guys. That's shared, good. Shared language, Paul. <laughs> Come on. Um, I would hope that our team, um, just from a pitching standpoint, is just relentlessly attacking the strike zone. I would hope from an offensive standpoint, you're seeing a group of guys, nine guys that are up there as a super run-scoring unit, not just trying to get their swings off. I would hope that you see a defense that is fundamentally sound and is truly helping the pitcher to prevent runs. And when all three of those things uh, are are aligned, I think you'll we'll be in a position to uh, to be very successful. And would hope that the fans at Doug Kingsmore Stadium are going to hear and feel the energy coming out of the dugout as well, because uh, there's a lot of guys that just have a high care level for what's going on and. Part of building the teammate is this concept of loving the team more than you love your individual role. And so getting these guys to understand that it's the name on the front, not the name on the back, and really pulling for, for their teammates, uh, you know, should be able to see all of that on opening day. Perhaps the most polarizing question with Clemson baseball fan coach is the philosophy between small ball and uh. – and and, and gorilla ball. People if love you will. a bunt. Uh, I mean, now you were here with uh, with Khalil Green and and Jeff Baker and Johnson. And those guys didn't bunt. <laughs> that, yeah. So <laughs> is that is that the answer there? Is that the? Uh... I I believe in I believe in being a run scoring unit. And there's going to be times where we're going to have to get a bunt down because the conditions that we're playing in aren't conducive for the long ball. There's days where the wind's going to blow in, or we're playing at a huge park. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case at Doug Kingsmore, but love having an offense that's dynamic enough to be able to score in a lot of different ways and when offenses get one dimensional then they have for a, a little bit of a roller coaster type of offense because you can only score when you hit the three run homer 
but being able to weaponize speed and power and be able to play uh, execution baseball if we need to, then having that in our arsenal is going to be very important, and, and we do. Uh, one guy that's not going to be doing a lot of bunting, I don't think, is Caden Grice, and uh, we talked to uh, Coach Snobble about him, and he said his uh, – the, the choices he's making at the plate right now are very high level. And we get questions about all the time, how do you, you know, manage his rest, if he's going to pitch some and play some. What is your plan for him moving forward? Well, mostly he's hitting right now, playing first and hitting. Um, we would love to have him pitch. He's just battling some, some shoulder soreness that, you know, hasn't has prohibited him from pitching as much maybe as we would want him to. But uh, when he does feel good and, and when the arm is feeling good, we would love to use him as a pitcher because he's, he's one of our better ones. But to Coach Noble's point, you know, his plate decisions, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that doesn't have to do too much to impact the baseball. He, he's one of the few guys in this country that can mishit home runs, right? And he doesn't have to hit it 500 feet. He just needs to try to hit it hard. And he's realizing that, Number one, he doesn't have to do too much to hit it hard. But number two, with two strikes, just more of an approach of putting the barrel on the ball. You know, he has hit some balls. Some of the hardest contact we've had in the fall and in the preseason are some of his at-bats with two strikes where he's just shortening up and just trying to just trying to put the barrel on it. And that's been great to see. And, of course, everybody strikes out. But I think what we're seeing now is, you know, with guys like that, when they do strike out, it's a much more competitive strikeout. It's seven, eight, nine pitches. It's a battle. They're fighting up there, uh, and they're making good decisions at the plate. I love hearing that because uh, that's, again, that's something we could ask about Caden Grice like every day. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of competitiveness, do you are you pretty settled right now on your opening day roster? Are you still battling a few positions? We are settled, I would say, in the infield, um, but there's definitely some position battles in the outfield just because of the health of certain guys. Uh, you know, Will Taylor uh, is still coming back, uh, not 100% yet. You know, I had a couple guys last week uh, just have random, you know, a sprained ankle and a collision, so a couple of the other outfielders are a little bit sidelined right now. So, you know, it, it'll be... Uh, We'll see how they progress in the training room, but the outfield is definitely would have been a big time position battle anyways because we've got we feel like we've got eight guys out there that could start on any given day. But when you look at the infield, you've just got some guys who've played baseball, either college baseball or Clemson baseball for a long time, and I love having experience, uh, love having guys returning leaders that can come back and. And so we've got that with uh, with Blake Wright and Ben Blackwell and Riley Bertram and Caden Grice. Uh, of course, Cooper Ingle behind the plate is still uh, still trying to get back to 100% with his arm. Uh, so luckily, we've got a, a freshman in Jacob Gerald that can uh, help jump in and and uh, and do some of the catching duties. And then maybe one of the the biggest uh, surprises is the emergence of Cam Canarella. Uh, has really just done an amazing job offensively of inserting himself into the lineup with a lot of good older hitters. So he'll be in there somewhere as well, and it's just trying to figure out. It's a good problem to have because we've got some depth issues, uh, or did we have some depth problems, which means we have depth, which is mm-hmm. good. Uh, but that's uh, that's a good problem to have and us, for us to figure out where all those puzzle pieces go. 
All right, we got about 20 seconds left. What's the one thing uh, you get most giddy about for opening day? You know, for me, it's like I just, you know, I'm a dad of three kids. And so for me, this is like this is like leading up to Christmas morning, mm. you know, and just watching the kids tear into the presents under the tree. That's just I look at it more from that lens that, you know, that I'm uh, just wanting wanting to watch their happiness and success. And if we've done our job uh, in their preparation in the training environment, then, you know, they should be able to go out and just play mentally free and compete as hard as they can. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate right. the time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All Paul. right. Hour two is next. Stay with us. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. 